Hey, does this pole still work? Wow, this place is great. When can we move in? You've got to try this pole. I'm going to get my stuff. I'm saying absolutely nothing. To a bonus episode. Bonus. Of Top Shelf. Yes, you forgot the show. Which is not for the best of reasons, but... and. We were talking about this off mic, and it's like I said to Jeff, or Jeff and I were discussing it. It's like, does this mean that every time someone important to film dies, we're going to have to watch a movie and do a bonus episode? And the answer is no. No. But to us... This was a big deal that Harold Ramis passed away. Yes, we are recording this bonus episode of Ghostbusters, as you've noticed. Yep, this is Ghostbusters. Strictly because Harold Ramis, and that was the other part that we were talking about. Harold Ramis did a lot of the movies that we grew up on watching. Like me personally, I always watched... I'm opening a lifesaver, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. No, um, we always, I always watched Ghostbusters, both one and two as a kid, and Animal House, and Stripes, and Groundhog's Day. Those are the movies I watched as a kid all the time. Well, and not kid-friendly no, films at all. And my parents love Caddyshack, and oh, Stripes, yes, Caddyshack. and Meatballs, and Ghostbusters, so I grew up not necessarily watching them, but definitely having them quoted and being a part of my life. Like, as I posted on my own Facebook, and as I said Jeff, the amount of lines I quote from this movie regularly yeah. is astounding. Yes. Like, stuff I didn't even realize was from Ghostbusters. She's gonna take a little nap now. <laughs> Well, and I always quote Lewis's uh, big spiel in the hallway when he's talking about that the that you know that your television was turned up really high and you know I so I turned up my television that way the neighbors thought maybe there was just something wrong with the tele like that whole thing. Uh-huh. I always just reference that. And we talk about this. In, we talked about this on the Halloween episode too because yes. this was on Jeff's list of movies for the Halloween episode. So yes, I guess it was. we're kind of doing an extended version of that. But. Yeah. <laughs> But you know yes, what? have some. We debated. We well, debated about whether or not we should do this because we did post on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I agree. You know what? For us, this movie or Harold Ramis at least was a big enough part of our lives or our childhood mm-hmm. that it was worthy of watching. You know what? Let's just watch. Let's watch one one extra movie. And yeah, it's a bonus episode. It's not taking up another episode for this week. It's not like no, we're No, it's just we're literally it. just a bonus episode. Yeah. So we just figured we would do it just for funsies. And, you know, hopefully if all goes well, there isn't anybody else. We have to do a special episode for this year. Though at the rate that this year's starting off, I'm kind of I don't of even want to talk about how awful this year has been for really celebrity deaths already. I have a feeling we're going to be doing a Young Frankenstein movie. Shut up! Stop talking about it. And we're not going to do Frankenstein. We're going to do Blazing Saddles. Well, it depends on which one dies. Because I'm pretty sure there's two people that are going to die this year. Well, someone in that movie has already... Two of those people are dead already. I know. (laughs) Three of those people are dead already. There's a lot of people that are already gone. Marty Feldman's dead. Madeline Kahn is dead. Peter Boyle is dead. Basically, Mel Brooks and And Gene Wilder and, and Phoebe's mom. 
<laughs> it's true. That's what is true. her name? Uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, t- uh, Terry Gar. Terry Gar. Terry Gar. Sorry, I had to sit there thinking. Phoebe's mom, still a perfect good explanation as to who you're talking about. I gotcha. Well, okay. So, basically, this episode is going to be like our normal episodes, yep. right? It's mm-hmm. just, we're just doing it for Ghostbusters. Yep. So, same thing, so trivia, fun stuff. Ghostbusters from yes. 1984. Yes, yes. Actually, the original title is Ghostbusters as two words, not one. That's true, because if you look it up on IMDb, I it think it comes shows up, up as like Ghostbusters. Not Ghostbusters, which I'm, I'm pretty sure. But the title on the, like, the posters and stuff is Ghostbusters. And I was saying, squished together. And the sequel is listed as Ghostbusters. Yeah, because if you type word. in Ghostbusters as one word into IMDb, Ghostbusters 2 pops up, not Ghostbusters. Not, not one. That's weird. Uh, 7.8 out of 10. No Metascore. Roger Ebert gave it a three and a half stars. And I, as I said, here comes your explicit tag. Roger Ebert can suck my dick. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> and again... There's some logistics behind there that I'm kind of curious about. Just saying. Sorry, Colin. Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, go ahead and do your your, your sections. Uh, Three unemployed parapsychology professors set up a shop as as a unique ghost removal service. uh, Yeah. My summary is it's Ghostbusters. (laughs) Okay. Which is pretty personal, much what I assumed your Personal story was time. Be. So I found out that Harold Ramis had passed away while I was at school today. Yep. In my... Uh, I was actually sitting at the table for the bake sale that my fraternity, my co-ed professional fraternity was having for mm-hmm. the day. And I went, oh my God. And everyone's like, what? I'm like, Harold Ramis died. And they go, who? <laughs> There's like you guys, a thousand you guys voices ever seen, screamed out. And it was like so, and suddenly a thousand voices screamed out. <laughs> a thousand voices screamed out and we're suddenly silenced. A little early in the list for that. but uh, <laughs> We'll come back to that uh, we'll quote back a couple to more that. times. Um, I'm like, have you guys ever seen Ghostbusters? No. <sighs> what? It's wrong with you people. But think about it. And then one of my professors came up and I told them. And actually I told two or three of my professors. They're like, Really? Like, they were upset about it. Which just shows you the age group that we're at. And all these people that I was sitting with were 21 and under. So, as it was... I'm sorry, what are these kids doing? I used to get drunk when I was that age and watch (laughs) Ghostbusters with my friends all the time. But see, think about the age group that we're in. Granted... We are technically too young even to 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 watch Ghostbusters, truthfully. But think about it. That group of people who I was hanging out with, their parents are probably substantially younger than, like, our parents yes. were. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. But think, like, I guess... If, if and I know these movies because of my parents. I guess if you look at it this way, because, like, the Ghostbusters cartoon show that was really huge... Oh, yeah. ...came out when we were kids. Mm-hmm. The toys, all the, the... The firehouse toy and all this stuff was all stuff that came out when we were little. So we were exposed to that My era. My favorite Ghostbusters, Real Adventures, or Real Ghostbusters action figure was mm-hmm. the one of Egon with the little lever in his back that made his eyes bug out. Oh, yeah. Yep. I had the... Uh, I had the, the, the lumberjack guy that would... Uh, his head would spin... Upside, his whole torso would spin upside down and be this creature's face. Oh, and yeah! And these wings would come out. I still have mm-hmm. it. Nice. I have all the uh, the the monsters, and I have uh, I have the big red creature whose like body would unfurl to be his giant tongue. It was just the weirdest toys. In the world. <laughs> so favorites. I'm looking at the awards. Oh yes, don't look at the I'm awards. Not, I'm not saying anything. I That's just look. My section. <laughs> 
Um, no, it, okay, so right off the bat, now obviously this is the point we would normally go, would we recommend this movie to anybody? Uh, yeah, yeah just a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I, I had asked you, because I was putting together the, 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 the website post, the, pod, the episode post while we were watching the movie, and I stupidly went, I'm assuming you love this movie, right, Lindsay? Even though I knew what your answer was going to be, and I knew what mine was, and I flat out love this movie, and heavily recommend it. By the way, speaking of it right now, if you are listening to this and you have never seen Ghostbusters, did you say it's on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. Go on Netflix. You right have now. no excuse for never having seen Ghostbusters. None. No. At all. You should go None. watch Ghostbusters. It's on TV all the time. It's on Netflix. It's readily available on DVD. You have no excuse for A, not having seen it, and B, not owning it. And for an 80s movie, for an early or mid-80s 84. movie? 84. It's A4 is early. It holds up yeah, pretty it does. good. It's not dated. Like there's not a lot Some of Some of the special effects are not the greatest. Right. And like watching it on It's on all the Blu-ray. digital stuff that's not the greatest. Yeah. But, but all like, the practical stuff is fine. The practical stuff is great. The acting is is funny. The creepy still. zombie cab driver is yeah. still perfectly fine. Dana getting but attacked Slimer, through the chair. Slimer, Slimer does not do so well in HD. No, and that's the problem is that it's not a movie for Blu-ray because the qual. It's like it's you see the matte lines, you see the oh, I could talk about technology. By the way, this movie came out thirty years ago this year. Yes, this is the thirtieth anniversary. Almost actually, I should have looked to see when exact when exactly Hold did on, it come I got out. It. June eighth. So we're just about four months shy of. Uh, Actually, just about three months shy, almost, of the movie coming nope. out 30 years ago. No, it's five. June. Sorry, it's June. I four, did. Four months. Well, no, no, because oh, March. Oh, June. Yeah, June, sorry. So just shy of three months. Because my half birthday was last week. Well, happy half birthday. It's last Monday. Yeah, that's cool. All right, let me do um, Let me do the awards. Okay. And, uh, and, we'll, and giggled. And, and you giggled a little bit. The film was nominated for two Oscars. I know! No idea. Ghostbusters was nominated <laughs> for two Oscars. And yet it didn't make the cut for the AFI Top 100. No. It, however, did not win either of those no. two no- those two Oscars. It was nominated for Best Effects, Visual Effects. Well, <laughs> sorry, but no fucking shit. This movie, again, even though we just got done saying it, this, some of the special effects don't hold up, it's still very good. Like, it's obvious it would have been nominated for best visual effects because it's so it's there's a lot of it in the movie and then the other thing it was nominated for was best music for original song so ghostbusters the the song by ray park parker jr which will be ending this or no actually it was what started this episode um was nominated for an oscar that's an oscar nominated song it did not win sadly and mm. I, I did not uh think to check to see what other songs it was up against it was 84 it probably was some i don't know it's probably like Something from like an officer and a gentleman or something like that. Like up where we belong probably beat it out. lifts us up where we belong. No, it does not. (laughs) We're eagles fly on a mountain high. It was also, the song was also nominated for... I had a lot of caffeine today. Yeah, and I kept feeding it to you too. Mm -hmm. Don't know why. Um, uh, The song was also nominated for a Grammy Award, which is kind of interesting. Uh, That's it. That's really it for, for, for awards for the film... I it's want not, to know who beat it for best song. I'm it's looking. not in the National Film Registry. Oh. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, best picture that year? Yeah. Amadeus. Amadeus. Best director, Amadeus. Oh, best actor, Amadeus. Is that on the list? Did no, do it's Amadeus? not. Huh. And that, don't even, don't even. No, I, yeah, you know, I'm sure. Amadeus, best Dutch screenplay. 
What? Beat it up. Best oh. visual effects was Temple of Doom. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Best sound. Oh, best. It wasn't nominated. Best sound was Best original song right there. Right there. Go back. Purple Rain! That song score. Go up. Oh. Go stop, up. Stop. It's right Go here. It's right no, 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 it's right here. Go up. That's score. Oh, that is say score. So original song score is Purple Rain. What's the and original the best original song? song was I Just Called to Say I Love You. I just called to say... Oh, take you. a look at me now. Oh. Against all odds. Wow. Oh, and Footloose oh, yeah. was also that same yep. year. Oh, so actually Let's was... hear it for the boy. <laughs> Let's give boy hey. So this episode has become a retrospective of the 80s, apparently. Let's so hear it for my baby. <laughs> all right, so let me just I like of... 80s music. Get off my back. <laughs> I'm going to simply ramble slightly about the technology okay, used okay. in this film because I, I'm going off of what I know of the movie. We will discuss I'm not Slimer. having another can of Coke. We were going to discuss two things. Really quick, one thing. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of matte paintings in this movie, yeah. which we have... Talked, I've talked about matte paintings at nauseum, so I have no intentions of doing that. Um, a lot of it, like Dana's apartment, is all a matte painting because there's not an actual. I don't think there's a, no, there's not an actual apartment like that in New York and blah blah and all that stuff. Anyways, uh, we'll talk about Slimer. We'll talk about how they did Slimer. Okay, so, talk okay. about how they did Slimer. Correction. I'm going to read the trivia to myself while you do that. Onion Head was actually the I think the production term for Slimer. Slimer was the name they gave him, I believe. In the animated series, they referred to Slimers in this movie, but not, they didn't refer to him as Slimer. Anywho, uh, so how they did Slimer, Slimer was a giant puppet. It was a puppet that took up about the upper half of a human body. There's a puppeteer inside of it that controlled the mouth, and then they puppeteered the arms to move and to grab stuff. What they did is they filmed Slimer against a black, a solid black screen, and they painted Slimer in a way where he could be somewhat transparent. Because what they did is they did, like we mentioned, we mentioned green screen and blue screen and all that stuff, um, where they can take out the background. So by filming him against the black background, they could, they could, Im- they could superimpose the footage of Slimer they filmed over top of the plates that they already filmed on locations. And by the way they painted them and the way they superimposed them, all the black would go away. And then it would just be left with the 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 ghost, which they could then adjust the opacity to make him a little bit see-through. That is how they did Slimer, in a nutshell. It was a giant puppet. So they did a lot of technology in this movie. There's a lot of wires. When Dana is floating uh, in the bedroom, it's an old magic trick. Um, there's a there's a whole routine about magicians making people float. And what it really is is it's this. It is a board that the person is attached to. Now, Sigourney Weaver, I believe, was was she was strapped to it so they could actually rotate her. Right. But then her outfit is uh, flowing on purpose. Usually in this magic trick, people are having, or the, the assistants are wearing flowy dresses. But what it is, is it's, it's over top of the person's body. They are laying on this board, which is then attached to a rod that goes straight back behind the magician so in that sequence where bill murray is standing there's this rod this giant pole that goes out behind him and would go into usually the magicians behind a or in front of a curtain so this whole unit is behind that curtain and then behind the stage or behind that curtain it would then actually it'd be like a forklift or they'd have some sort of mechanism that would lift the pole up and down to create the illusion that the person is flying and then usually in the magic trick, the magician would have like a hula hoop that would that he would pass over it. But the way that they passed over the person to get around that bar would be that they would they would uh, they would pass it from right to left 
and then the inside of the bar would or the inside of the hula hoop would stop at the bar they would finish passing at the one side and then actually pull the bar all the way back to the right again and then finish it like it kind of like loops to loop around the pole so that you can't actually get it out anyway so that sequence was done similarly to a magic trick but either way they did they did a lot of these special effects at some point the the uh the uh the dog the beasts are all stop motion but then they're also full-size animatronics and there's there's green screen there's matte painting there's hand-drawn animation for like all the beams but uh yeah i just kind of wanted to quickly talk about slimer there is so much to go into i could probably spend an entire episode just talking about technology that they used for so it's very it's very it makes sense as to why they they got a best visual effects for special effects because the amount of different techniques they used to achieve their final looks it's all over the place they didn't just do one way they went they jumped from this to this and this and there's makeup and there's not and it's yeah it came out really cool yes i was listening i know to you. you were listening i just <laughs> I just like There's that. There's a lot That's of all. really, really interesting trivia in here. Well, I will let you do your trivia. All right. And then we will come back to... Discussion? Uh, my, my, my things I learned and stuff. And, oh, stuff uh, and things. And, and Inflation Nation. Inflation Nation. Inflation Nation. I might be able to help you with some of these, too. Mm. So pay attention. I have numbers in some of these for you. All right. In the middle... Oh, my God. I'm going to yawn. One? <laughs> Right off I had the too bat. much air. I had too much air. You've been sitting quiet. In the middle of the initials release to keep interest going, Ivan Reitman had a trailer run, which was basically the commercial the Ghostbusters use in the movie, but with the 555 number replaced by a 1-800 number allowing people to call. They got a recorded message of Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd saying something to the effect of, hi, we're out catching ghosts right now. They got a thousand calls per hour, 24 hours a day for six weeks. Damn. What are you eating? Snicker. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was eating lifesavers. I want to know what you were eating. Oh, okay. I, do, I want, don't want one. I just want to know what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Almost none of the scenes were filmed as scripted, and in fact, almost all of the scenes had at least one or two ad-libs. Most of Bill Murray's lines are ad-libbed. <laughs> According to Ivan Reitman and the now late Harold Ramis in the DVD commentary, in Dan Aykroyd's original rough draft of the movie, the story was going to take place in the future and that there would be teams of Ghostbusters like there are paramedics and firefighters, thus explaining explaining basing the Ghostbusters HQ in a firehouse. According to Reitman, such a film would cost at least $300 million in 1984 dollars. So Harold Ramis was brought in to rewrite the script and bring it into modern times. Three hundred million in nineteen eighty four. Yep, <clears throat> would be the equivalent of six hundred and forty eight million dollars nowadays. Christ, half a billion dollars. Yep. On the set, Dan Aykroyd referred to the Slimer ghost as the jo- ghost of John Belushi. Oh, that's right, because he would have already been dead. Had Eddie Murphy accepted the role of Winston, the character was actually meant to appear in more of the film. He was to have joined the team much earlier, and would have it would have been he who was slimed at the hotel. When Murphy declined the role, the script was rewritten to have him appear about halfway through the film. Winston, not Eddie Murphy. That's weird. I wonder why they... So, it was, it was Columbia being like, this is a vehicle for Eddie Murphy. All right. I just. Oh wait, I've I've got more. <laughs> Goody. The marshmallow goo was actually. Was it shaving full? cream? Ah, oh, that's what we thought. It didn't look like more than fifty gallons was dumped on Walter Peck, who's played by William Atherton, almost knocking him to the ground. <laughs> 
the role of Peter Venkman was originally written for John Belushi. Yeah. Until until the release of Home Alone in 1990, this was the highest grossing comedy of all time. It took six Who years. Who holds that now? Highest grossing comedy? I'll look yeah. it up. I'll look it up. Uh, the lively chorus shouting the word Ghostbusters throughout the song were made up of the only people Ray Parker Jr. could find quickly enough to help him meet his deadline, his young girlfriend, and her friends. <laughs> In the DVD commentary, Ivan Reitman says he received a phone call from William Atherton complaining that the movie ruined his life. The character of Walter Peck was so hated that people would talk talk to Atherton as if they were giving the character Peck a piece of their mind. Apparently, more than once, physical fights had been started with Atherton in bars. <laughs> um, wow. Ghostbusters is currently the 22nd on the highest grossing comedies of all time. Wow, a lot of really good comedies have come out since 1990, apparently. Shrek 2 is number one. What followed the what? By, yep, followed with $436 million. Followed by Toy Story 3 with 415 Frozen with 384 Finding Nemo with 381 Despicable Me 2 with 368 Shrek the 3rd for 321 Monsters, Inc. for 290 Home Alone is number 8 with $286 million. Followed by Meet the Fockers, The Hangover, Monsters University, Shrek 1, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, The Hangover Part 2, Despicable Me Part 1, Night at the Museum, Men in Black, Toy Story 2, Cars, and then Bruce Almighty is number 20. And then My Big Fat Greek Wedding is number 21. I repeat my statement of what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, take, new rule, take out all the animated ones and then give them to me. So if we take out, no, no, if we we take out all the animated ones, then it would be Home Home Alone Alone. would be number one, Meet the Fockers 2, Hangovers 3, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is 4. Meet the Fockers? Are you kidding me? That movie is a pile of horseshit. Hangover Part 2 is 5, Night at the Museum is 6, Men in Black is 7, Bruce Almighty is 8, My Big Fat Greek Wedding is 9, and then Ghostbusters would be 10. Oh, God. Moving onward, yeah. from that depressing <laughs> little trivia fact, Gozer was originally going to be played by Paul Rubens, better known as Pee Wee Herman, yeah, yeah. who turned down the role. Look up when he got busted, will you? Uh, that would have been the uh, late, because this would have been before Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, okay. In the original script, Gozer took on the form of Ivo Shandor, the ghost building's architect, who started the original Gozer cult, who resembled a pale, slender, unremarkable man in a business suit. As opposed to the weirdly androgynous David Bowie girl ghost we See, get. See, I almost think that would be creepier. It'd be funnier. It would be funnier. The original premise of Ghostbusters had three main characters. John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, and Eddie Murphy. They fought ghosts in SWAT-like suits using wands instead of guns. The ghost named Slimer was known as Onion Head, and at the end of the movie, Ghostbusters businesses were all over the United States. John Candy was also slated to play Lewis. However, with Belushi's death and characters backing out, the script was rewritten and new actors cast. 91 was when Paul Rubens got caught. Well, we don't talk about that anymore. He's redeemed himself. Exactly. Christopher Walken, John Lithgow, Christopher Lloyd, and Jeff Goldblum were all considered for the role of Egon. They would have all been absolutely miraculous as that character. I love Harold Ramis, but they all would have done equally as good of jobs because those are all... Wow, God, Jeff Goldblum would have been amazing as Egon. Christopher Lloyd would have just done Doc Brown. Yeah. He would have just... That would have been Doc. And then John Lithgow... I could see that John Lithgow coming across more probably like Harold Ramis probably pulled yeah. it off. And who was the other one? Jeff Goldblum, John Lithgow, 
Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken would have just been nuts. <laughs> but of those four, I see Jeff Goldblum the easiest. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of Jurassic Park. I oh that's because the thing is I see everybody I see all other three oh, I see the other three being uh, but see I guess I see Jeff Goldblum being Malcolm yeah. I see, just see him portraying Malcolm no I'm sad because I don't have Jurassic Park at home and I want to watch <laughs> hey it. we saw that in theaters we did it was amazing I haven't bought it since it's come out again uh, when Alice the librarian is queried as to whether anyone in her family has ever had any history of mental illness she replies she had an uncle who thought he was Saint Jerome Saint Jerome is the patron saint of Librarians. Librarians. (laughs) When Venkman mentions the time Spangler tried to drill a hole in his head, Spangler's response, "It that would have worked if you hadn't stopped me, was actually ad-libbed by Harold Ramis. Uh, See, I love, I love, because that's the thing. I think it's what makes this movie work so well is that those those four actors, or even if you don't, even if you don't include Ernie Hudson because he wasn't in a good chunk of the... Or obviously he wasn't in the first Whatever. half of the movie. He's important. He is important. He is very much important. I just feel like... I feel like Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and Harold Ramis all had that good rapport. Yeah. That it... They could have just ad-libbed off of each other and it still <laughs> made a good film. Um, apparently John Quake... Those are words. Oh, those were sentences. Yeah. John Candy quit the role of Louis Tooley because his ideas for the character were being rejected. According to Ivan Reitman in the DVD commentary, among Candy's suggestions, he wanted the character to have a German accent and have a pair of schnauzer dogs. No one felt the German accent was appropriate for the character, and since there was dog imagery in the movie, i.e. the terror dogs, they felt Tooley having own... Having Tooley own dogs was too much. So John Candy quit early in production and Rick Moranis was cast at the last minute. Minute. <laughs> at the last minute. The last minute. Candy and Moranis are both veterans of SCTV along with Harold Ramis. Yeah. Um, and I could picture John Candy being Lewis. I could see him being what Rick Moranis did as Lewis. Because you know what I picture him as? You know the security guard from the original National Lampoon's Vacation? Yes. That part? I see him playing him like gotcha, that. Gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, folks, park's closed. Moose oh. Front should have told you. <laughs> <laughs> the music Sorry. video for the song Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr., directed by Ivan Reitman, featured a number of celebrities who did not appear in the film. They include Chevy Chase, Irene Cara, John Candy, Melissa Gilbert, Ali E. Brown, Jeffrey Tambor, George Wendt, Al Franken, Danny DeVito, Carly Simon, Peter Falk, and Terry Garr, whose so, name we could not remember 10 minutes ago. The- in addition, the Ghostbusters themselves in costume danced down Times Square right behind Parker Jr. Cindy Harrell played the girl in the haunted house. So basically, the 80s. What starred in the Ghostbusters music video? Yep. I only need to post that on the website. Okay. Um, the floating Sigourney Weaver special. Three? Uh-huh. I didn't count one of them, but there it was It wasn't audible. <laughs> it was there. The floating Sigourney Weaver special effect is an actual physical effect, not an optical effect. The actress was put in a full body cast and attached to a post that was hidden behind the curtains. Look at that. According to the commentary, this effect came from the director Ivan Reitman's Broadway experience. Yeah. It's very it's very theatrical. Gozer is based on several things. There's a Gozer Chevrolet dealership in upstate New York. Gozer was also four. Gozer was also a name related to a documented haunting in England during which the name Gozer appeared mysteriously throughout the house written on walls and things. 
creepy. Many sequences were shot but removed from the film. A couple of the following were added as extras to the Criterion Collection Laser Disc. <gasps> I'll repeat that. Laser Disc release. Can I uh, repeat the uh, Criterion Collection version of this film? Laser Disc. The Criterion Collection Laser Disc. Where have this you ever seen a laser disc criterion. outside of like science class in middle school? <laughs> By the way, I personally enjoyed that we were this close to the microphone talking for a good minute or so. Laser disc. I feel like we're on NPR. <laughs> uh, we were discussing the Criterion version of the Ghostbusters laser disc that is now uh, um, out of print. However, laser disc. You seem to be fascinated by the laser disc portion of that conversation. Laser disc. <laughs> Several shots in the sequence where Venkman, Stance, and Spengler are thrown off campus were cut. Several scenes throughout the film with Janine and Egon were cut, which kind of makes their relationship make more sense, I guess. Yeah, because at the end of the movie, they look a lot more. They look well, a lot and even when, they're, when they've got Lewis, he's like sitting with his arm around her on the couch. That's true. Do you ever notice that? That's true. The first time Venkman leaves Dana's apartment, he says to Lewis, What a woman. What a woman. The green Slimer ghost was discovered by two newlyweds at the Hotel Sedgwick. Also cut was a Ghostbuster inspection of the room. That's right. That was the scene I remember seeing all the time in the newlywed. They, they're in their, in, their, in their room, and I want to say he comes out. i got to find that. Okay. I'll see if I can find A that. policeman tries to ticket the Ectomobile, but the car won't let him. Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd play, bu- or play two bums that witness Lewis being chased by the terror dog. Um... Ah, Ray and Winston inspect Fort Detmering, where Ray dresses in an old general's coat and falls asleep. When he awakes, he sees a female ghost above his bed. This part of the sequence was kept and used in the montage in the middle of the film. Lewis encounters two muggers in Central Park during the ghost montage. Venkman and Stans discuss matters with the mayor outside City Hall, and the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man sequence ends with his large hat falling to the ground. Okay. Some deleted shots appear in the film's trailers. I found the deleted scenes, folks, so go on to the uh, webpage and you'll be able to view these. The eggs which fry themselves are sitting next to a package of Stay Puff marshmallows. That's the one I always notice. The marshmallows And this are... next one's the one that Jeff noticed. There's also a large advertisement for Stay Puff marshmallows, complete with the marshmallow man visible on the side of a building. And I want to say it's right after the um, the fire station blows up. When I they, think you're I right. think when they release yeah. all the spirits. Harold Ramis had, really had no intention of starring in the film, only writing it. But he decided to star in this film as Egon after he felt he was the best person suited for the role. Um, in 1982, producers Ivan Reitman, Joe Medjuk, and Michael C. Gross, not to be confused with Michael C. Hall, <laughs> were planning to make a film of the sci-fi novel The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Douglas Adams wrote three drafts for them as per his contract. In this occasion, Medjuk and Gross were considering Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd to play Ford. Ford Prefect. Yeah. And then Aykroyd sent them his idea for this movie, and they decided to do that instead. Huh. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy would not be made into a movie for almost 20 years yeah. after that. And I was going to say, I think that would have been even before they did the British miniseries. Pretty darn close, anyway. Because I thought that was in Netflix, the mid to late 80s. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, see, that's the thing. I saw the British miniseries of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy before I ever saw the uh, I the love movie. that movie so much. <laughs> 2005, I think that movie came out. <laughs> Bless you. I am sorry. Goodness. I'm allergic um, to things. Um, 
The last 15 seconds While brought to you by Sheer Crap. <laughs> Shut up! <gasps> While being interviewed by the new 3093Q radio station in Houston, Dan Aykroyd said the infamous scene with Ray and the cigarette was planned. However, no glue or any other type of adhesive was used. The cigarette stuck to Dan's lip with the help of his own saliva. Yummy. The movie Dogs and Cats Living Together, Mass Hysteria, was voted as the number 68 of the 100 Greatest Movie Lines in 2007 by Premiere. It's a good quote. I know. Everybody knows it, too. The party scene where Lewis mingles with his party guests is not only taken in one shot, but almost entirely improvised. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was originally supposed to come up out of the water right next to the Statue of Liberty to get a contrast of size. But the seed was too hard to shoot. So they waited for the sequel when they had more money. Yep. Though never referred to in the script, the green ghost the guys bust in the hotel was dubbed Onion Head by the crew because of its horrid smell. A scene where the ghost haunts two newlyweds, blah, 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 never mind. (laughs) Since it was never referred to in the movie, the writers of the animated show came up with a different name for the green ghost, Slimer. He's never called Slimer. No, they, um, Dan Aykroyd's character refers to, like, spirits, spectrals, and Slimers when he's talking about the containment center with, uh, oh, I have completely spaced, what's the black guy's characters? Ernie Hudson's character. I, I, Winston. Winston. I can never remember Winston's name. That's so sounding bad. I'm sorry. Uh, but no, he refers to the things they catch as Slimers, but they don't actually call it. So I wonder if that's what they must have got the name from them there. Coincidentally... With a movie about ghosts and ghost busting, the film of the jail filming of the jail scene was actually a prison reported to be haunted, and the dailies had many scratches all over with no apparent physical cause. Ivan Reitman was concerned about returning there, but the crew was very relieved to find enough footage to complete the scene without returning. <laughs> so mysterious scratches. I like when they do that in movies. Well, I like when stuff like that happens. I'm a huge like paranormal guy. At least I was as a kid. So. Ivan Reitman did not like the deluxe Laserdisc edition of this movie because the higher density lighting that the format allowed made it a, made a lot of the matte work in his film too obvious for viewers to ignore. Are you speaking of the Laserdisc. Criterion Laserdisc version by chance? But notice stuff that we were just talking about yeah. on the HD version is the issue he had with the Laserdisc version. So the movie, the prints come out too light and that reveals the matte mm-hmm. lines more. So the movie needed to be purposely darker. They need... Okay, we'll discuss that after... Okay. Dan Aykroyd's original version of the script began with the Ectomobile flying out of Ghostbusters HQ, but Ivan Reitman suggested it would be better to show how the team got started. Um, Which, again, I think they did that in the sequel. I think that's how the sequel starts. It just coming out of the the headquarters. Anyway, sorry. Good going. Michael Keaton turned down both roles of Venkman and Egon. Wow. That didn't pre-Beetlejuice, too. The Ectomobile was originally painted black until it was pointed out that most most that most driving would be at night and the car would be difficult to see. It was then repainted white. And it's very iconic now. Ecto one, come on. I gotta like cut down. I gotta come some through these. There's a lot of trivia. It's There's a, a lot it's a big of movie from thirty years ago. It's gonna have uh, a lot of stuff in it. The demonic voice of Zool is performed by Ivan Reitman. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a god? Um, oh, Eddie Murphy did Beverly Hills Cop instead. All right, in all fairness, at least he did a a, a, a good movie 
an equally good movie. I mean, I like Ghostbusters more, but at least it was a movie. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do this movie that no one's ever heard of again. Oh! There was an even more ferocious version of the librarian puppet that was going to be used but rejected. However, it was recycled and used in another successful Columbia Pictures film released one year after this one. Jeff, for 500. No. Oh, really? It's a movie that we've seen in the last couple of years that we saw the remake of it. Fright Night? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Welcome to Fright Night. Personally, I I like that it took me two guesses to guess the movie. (laughs) No, Poltergeist was sooner. That was before this, wasn't it? I feel so bad. Like, I'm guessing I'm I'm not keeping my date straight at all today. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to leave the rest of these to you guys to read. Yeah, Poltergeist was two years ago. Because I'm still going and there's a lot. All right. So anybody who's listening, if you wish to read more awesome trivia about Ghostbusters. Also, fun fact, for those of you who own at least the DVD, I'm not sure if this is on the Blu-ray because I don't have the Blu-ray, but there is also a pop-up subtitle track that's got, it's kind of like pop-up video, but it's like trivia. Does pop-up video date us? Yes, I think it does. No, because they still show pop-up video. Do they? On VH1 Classic. (laughs) No, I think they do. You totally uh, just made pop-up it worse. Video, no, I think Papa Video came back for a little bit, like a year or two ago. Okay. Yeah. I do like Papa Video. 80s Papa Video. Sorry, God. That's where most of my knowledge for That's music That's where all my knowledge for 80s music comes yes. from, is Papa Video. All right. Pop into Papa Video. All right, kiddos. Things I've learned. Oh, we're only 37 minutes in. I could have read a couple more. We're okay. But we're still going to discuss this. Yeah, that's too. true. Uh, things I've learned. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Yes, I'm sorry I keep calling it different titles. Stuff and things with Jeff. Number one, anyone can just buy a fire station in New York. Yeah. No matter how dilapidated it is. Cabbage. Number two, the nice apartments in New York are often gateways to another dimension. Yep. It's true. Number three, Larry King was human once? (laughs) This was his film debut, by the way. It was one of the trivia facts I didn't read. I guess I hadn't watched... I guess I didn't realize that's who it was the last handful of times that I've watched this movie, that it was Larry King. Very distinct voice. It sounds like Mm -hmm. Larry King, but they show you him. And I'm sorry, I'm used to the Larry King from the last, like, ten years Uh or so. The older, thinner... Kyle and I just watched Larry King now on Hulu, like, like last weekend, weekend before. That was last weekend. We watched the Misha Collins interview. He's like a a quadruple great-grandfather. Like, that old... How is he... He would fit in with this movie. He probably mm-hmm. could replace the zombie cab driver at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's he, oh, he's no. got weight. He's bigger. It's 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 kind of ridiculous. I was kind of hoping the Nerdist would have gotten a chance to do Harold Ramis. No, they haven't done it. That's, well, they're uh, not gone now. Well, if they do, there's some weird ghost stuff going on. Number four. Rich people are too rich to notice a seven-foot-tall hell beast right outside the glass window of their yeah. restaurant. Uh, yeah. And number five for Stuff and Things with Jeff. Dana and Lewis totally did it. They did! Growing up, I never put the two and two together. Like, I understand. I, She's I, the gatekeeper. And he's, and he's the, the key, key master. master. Gate and key. key. And there's some unlocking going on. Um, yeah. Hopefully it's not a small key. But anyways, like I got like the joke of her being like, like I want you inside me, like when she told that to to Peter's character, yeah. and like okay, I got that joke, and like right. <laughs> it's dirty, it's dirty. 
but I never actually connected that. Because then that. they're laying on the altar, and he has his pants undone. And, and I'm just like, he oh my god, they did happy. it. Yeah, they, they did it. I never. They boned. I never <laughs> put those two together. It's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, yep. All right. So now we shall move on to inflation. Inflation nation. So dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic. And so I haven't listened top. to an episode since I started doing that. <laughs> I need pretty, to go back and listen yeah, to that one. Let's... Actually, yeah, never mind. Okay. There I don't is... think the episodes I started doing that on have technically come out yet. <laughs> I don't think so yet. Uh, North by Northwest might have. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Uh, inflation nation number one. Peter was offering $5 for the ESP testing. Yep. That is the equivalent to $10.80 nowadays. Not a huge difference. Okay, I can... But either way, he was offering basically 10 bucks for him to electroshock you. <laughs> and to pick up women, obviously, yeah. is what he was doing. Uh, number two, the interest rate of 95000 Can you see 000... through these? <laughs> the interest rate uh, for Ray's third oh mortgage on his parents' home, which was $95,000, is the equivalent to $205,000. They took out... No, no, that was just the interest rate. For the first four years, I think is what Egon said. So the first four years on the interest rate they took out was almost a quarter of a million dollars. I want to know what this house was and what was the what was the mortgage amount that they took out. If that's the interest rate alone, they. I mean, I guess. I want to know. I'm really curious to know if there's a list somewhere online where somebody broke down how much it would have cost to be a Ghostbuster. You know how they did that for Batman. Well, they figured out to how To the much internet. We need to go to the internet Did to they make Ghostbuster out. Legos yet? No, those just got announced. Those just got announced. Like, oh, a week yeah, ago. Oh, that's yeah, right, that's right, that's right. I thought those were the Back to the Future ones. Nope, nope. The Ghostbusters They Legos. come out in, like, June? Yeah. I'm buying them. Because that'd be the uh, 30th anniversary, which would be why it Light bulb. Not just a tiny, tiny little Christmas. Like, do you get the Beavis and Butthead yes. reference? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Number My three. parents do that to me. The, the amount of money to capture Slimer in the hotel, they oh, charge the guy $5,000. That would be the equivalent. You see a little pattern here. Is uh, They'd be the equivalent of $10,800 nowadays. Yes. $5.1984 uh-huh. was $10.80. Same amount. Man. Man. <laughs> I had to still use a calculator for that. I didn't Woo. actually put that together. And then finally, the smoked salmon from Nova Scotia that yes. Lewis talks about that should have gone for twenty four ninety five would have cost him fifty three ninety. Ouch! It's a lot of money, but it, it is, is smoked salmon and it is technically imported. So yeah, from Canada. Eh? Come from Canada. Eh? All right. Well, I'm Rick with that. Moranis is from eh? Yes, you know, from up there where it's nice and cold. Eh? Yeah, like here. Eh? Oh, God. Yeah, We're in another polar vortex. He's a polar vortex. Well, uh, that was inflation Well, by the nation. time this comes out, we won't be in the polar vortex. By the time no, no. this comes out. This episode comes out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I Sorry, hope guys. it's not a... Uh, I spoiler not. alert. We've been recording episodes in advance. <laughs> and we are so far... In, we're not so far in advance. We are a good ways in We're advance. two weeks ahead, I think, now. Yeah. Now we will be. Now we will be. Yes. We should have been recording the one that came out. We should out, have been watching Taxi Driver right now. Which is going to be the middle of March, but, but we decided to okay. watch this instead. This is a much better choice. We for might now. not have to skip Lord of the Rings now. This is this is kind of true. Maybe skip it and then go back to it. Yeah. Ignore me. Anywho. You didn't hear any of that. They did hear that sound. <laughs> did that make a sound? Yes. Uh... <laughs> So Does that make a weird sound? Waving in front of the microphone. Does it make a weird sound? You can hear your hand moving in front of it. Yes. We will listen to the... Oh, my God. 
<laughs> the people in their car listening to this are hearing well, nothing. Put the, put the yellow. Oh, they're not hearing anything. <laughs> no, no, because your car is going to make louder noises than that sound is. That was just for the people listening with headphones. Who listens to the headphones? I. Shut up. <laughs> As I'm sitting here wearing headphones <laughs> while we record. I just bought a really expensive pair of headphones yes. the other day. Well, let's discuss this movie quick. I know we've kind of already talked a lot about yeah. it. But, um. Cabbage. Cabbage. Um, I. Uh, Okay, so we're coming upon the 30th anniversary of this film, and we were kind of talking while watching the movie, and I realized that I would like them to forego any part three that Dan Aykroyd has been attempting to make for the last handful of years. Five years, I feel like. At this point, I'm sure that if they do it, they will simply forego... Bill Murray's character, they'll ditch Ernie Hudson's character. It will be Dan Aykroyd who will be passing yeah. the torch onto a younger generation. I feel right. that's what they're going to do. That now they will be at that point where there are, which they've already said, this was part of what part three was supposed to be anyway, is that there's different factions of Ghostbusters and all across the nation. So that's what they're going to do. I yawned do. with my eyes. You did yawn with your eyes. And I was so tempted to count it. But Damn it. You didn't visually, you didn't audibly yawn. make a noise. I so. yawned with my eyes. Um, that's one eye yawn. Um, I, I would rather them release this in theaters for the 30th anniversary. Yeah. And truthfully, I would like them to pull a George Lucas. I would like them to release a version that's got some cleaned up special effects. Yeah. Because, you know, Spielberg did that with E.T. Yes. Uh, granted, the Blu-ray version that came out was the original theatrical version. Yes. But it's because he freaking released, he erased the guns and put in walkie-talkies. Yes. It's stupid. It's stupid. Um, E.T. is on the list, though, right? Yeah, so we'll just, we'll discuss that more when we get to that part. Do we have to watch it at Cherry Berry? <laughs> yes, because it's always on in Cherry uh-huh. Berry. Um, there no. was a period of time this last summer where, like, every or a couple summers ago, every time we went to Cherry Berry, which is one of those frozen yogurt places mm-hmm. we have here, ET was always on. Every single like, time for like three in times in a row, yeah. ET was always on. But, like uh, weeks apart, <laughs> it would still be on. Yeah. Different spots in the movie too. Yeah. Um, but no, I've never we... seen ET from beginning to end. Really? Yep. Oh, I saw it in theaters second time sadly not the first time i wasn't old enough for the first time but no um i would like to see i would honestly like to see a, a clean up special effects version of this movie do a do a full-blown new digital remaster for the 30th anniversary you know clean up some of the special effects i'm not saying cg the living crap out of the entire movie i'm just saying fix those let ivan reitman go back and let him fix a couple of those moments that that you know he was worried about fix the mat lines yeah. for some of those shots you know, maybe fix some of the stop motion um, terror dogs when they're running, like when the one runs across the street outside of Dana's apartment after Lewis. Fix that, you know, okay. But, like, I would love to see that. I would love to go see the Ghostbusters in the theaters. Especially after having seen Jurassic Park in the theaters and its 20th anniversary re-release. I would right. love to see this movie in theaters because yeah. I think it would be really, really cool. But, uh, yeah. So, any thoughts about Ghostbusters? Any final thoughts? I love Ghostbusters. I have very vivid... Okay, so when we were moving from the house I grew up in to the house I live in now, we lived in a duplex for a little while, and but that's not part of the story. Um, 
when we were we moving the out, that's all. we were moving out, and I'm pretty sure it was like fairly close to when we were no longer gonna be living there anymore. I, th- I think we may have started moving stuff out of the house. Mm-hmm. I remember my parents had a TV in their room at this point, and I remember laying on the floor in their room with my sister watching Ghostbusters, like as a family. I think my parents were laying on their bed, and we were laying on the floor watching Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting like super scared <laughs> because my sister and I had shared a room forever and ever and ever, yeah. and then I started sleeping downstairs in the other bed bedroom that we never used as a bedroom we used it as a bedroom when we were trying to sell the house because people kept asking where the third bedroom was because yeah. we used it as an office and yeah i don't know why but i remember that see and like I, I remember love that movie i remember being scared yeah there's stuff in this movie that scared me my wits about parts of this film just the as i pointed it out it's the sequence when Dana goes back into her house um, and the terror dog is pushing up against her door and you see like the bones sticking through the door, like pushing through it. Yeah. And then the arms of the terror dogs burst out of the chair she's sitting in, grab a hold of her, spin the chair around and then pull her into the room and the mm-hmm. door slam shut. That part terrified me as a kid. I could not watch that part of the movie because I was always terrified. Arms were going to burst out of the couch yep. at some point and grab me. They grabbed her. They did. They really they, grabbed they her. Felt her up a little. Those bit. terror dogs came from an alternate dimension and felt up Sigourney Weaver. They did. <laughs> there was there was a lot of gropage, and they got a handful. They so, did. But you know, you're a terror dog. What's the first thing you're gonna do to terror a human? Dog. You're, you're gonna terror somebody else, and that was apparently it. Well, with that, I uh, I would like to uh, I would just like to say that I think this was a a good decision on our part to yeah. watch this movie and and to talk about a movie again. You know, we we were discussing this is this is a bonus episode. It doesn't count, obviously. It, it's nope. an episode number, but it doesn't count towards the towards list. Towards the at list. All. Yep. And it's just like our Halloween bonus episode. It's just like our Christmas bonus episode. It's just we just happen yep. to do a movie that we really really liked and you know. I love Knock this on movie, him. and I'm really sad that Harold Ramis died. I'm very sad because he, man, man, I, I, now I need to watch, like Animal House this week. Yeah, I need to watch. I need to see Stripes. Yes, I need, need to, to watch, watch Stripes. Caddyshack. Need to watch Meatballs. Need to watch Groundhog Day. I really need to watch Groundhog's Day. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in years, and I love that movie so much. Yeah, but Cabbage. Well, since this special episode kind of came in between it, our movie coming out this Saturday. Is do you, you don't know do Jaws? <laughs> no, we did no, Jaws we already. already. Did, we already did Jaws. Um, hold on, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. The movie that is coming out this weekend. Oh no, Jaws was like two movies ago. Oh no, 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 no this is Mash. Oh good. This week's movie is Mash. We uh. Um, then I think we're only a week ahead. No, because then we Deer Hunters after that. Oh yeah, we are. So we are still two weeks ahead. But, uh, yeah, MASH comes out this Saturday, normal time, normal way. And, uh, yeah, if you have not seen Ghostbusters, please go out and see Please it. just stop whatever you're freaking doing. Yeah. It's not as important as Ghostbusters. That's not. I apologize for saying that. That's my tiredness talking. I really should not have said that. There is some... There are lots of more important things to be doing than watching Ghostbusters. I am but sure there is some... I can't think of any right now. Pregnant in labor fan of our show right now who's listening to this instead of having the baby and just went no I have to stop now <laughs> I have to watch Ghostbusters I have to go watch Ghostbusters oh boy I'm sorry that's that's my that's way my, to be inconsiderate that's my sleepiness talking well with that then everybody... I yawned more on this episode than I have yawned in a very long time it's also Monday it is Monday it was it's early in the week and uh, <sighs> seven <sighs> yeah seven plus the water heater broke at my parents I'm just <laughs> 
It's been a long couple of long day. Is your giant life size Frodo okay? I don't have a life size Frodo. I had all the hobbits, and they also received water damage and are no longer with us. Yes, my giant Darth Vader is fine because it's wrapped in plastic wrap and it's on the opposite side of the basement. It's one of those two. I couldn't remember which one was there. <laughs> all right, folks, with that. My seven foot Darth Vader. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. It's all uphill from here, even though this is not a movie on the list. And let's hope <laughs> that no one else dies this year. Brady Rahim, I hope you and Harold you have and a Harold very Ramers good conversation. You and Harold are in that big jam box in the sky. You're in that big jam box in the sky. This is the teeniest screwdriver I have ever seen. It's for teeny screws. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> I have a shower. I'm going to have a shower. Yeah, I'm going to have a shower. I'm going to have a shower. <laughs> Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> Other Ghostbusters lines. Egon, your mucus. Hello, Internet Dwellers. This is Jeff Bell, president of the Ghost Hat Network, here at the end of this episode to give a quick plug about some of our other exciting shows. But wait a minute, Jeff. You have other shows? Why, yes, random listener, we do. If you head over to ghosthat.net, you can find a heap of shows we produce on a semi-regular basis. Like Super Happy Fun Time, the podcast where Colin Kirchner and myself sit one-on-one and talk movies, TV, video games, and other big things we care about. The Midnight Sleuth, a comedy detective mystery show in the style of old-time radio that follows the adventures of Midnight Sleuth and his partner, Linda Talbot, as they solve crimes, stop the bad guys, and poke fun at the source material. Famous Person Storytime, a podcast where celebrities retell their favorite nursery rhymes or fairy tales as best as they can remember it, even if that memory is completely wrong. So if you're in need of some new shows to listen to on your commute, while working out, or simply relaxing at home, be sure to head over to ghosthat.net now and subscribe to our shows. For more information about this and other projects, visit our official website at www.ghosthat.net or like us on Facebook at facebook.com ghosthat.